I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. As you all know, there is only one week left until the industry's largest trade show, Solar Power International, which will be held September 10th through the 13th in Orlando, Florida at the Orange County Convention Center. Solar Power World is a full media sponsor of SPI 2012. As a service to our listeners, we've been speaking with vendors in the weeks leading up to the show to give you a preview of what you must see so that you can plan your visits to the show floor in a time-conscious and effective manner. In the last of our SPI preview podcasts, we are speaking with Roger Little, president and founder of Spire Corporation. Spire will be exhibiting at booth 801. Roger, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Can you tell us about your company and what role Spire plays in the solar industry? Spire has been around perhaps longer than any other company in the solar industry. We began back in actually the early 80s, so we've been around for more than 30 years in the photovoltaic uh, industry. Our primary direction is to produce machines that make modules for the whole range of technologies that are available. So we manufacture and sell machines that manufacture and produce photovoltaic modules. We ship uh, our machines in all over the world. We uh, sell different machines, but we also sell turnkey lines. The turnkey lines start with, with the input products such as crystalline solar cells and complete the process to produce a module. We've been doing that in something like 50 different countries. We have more than 150 different customers. That's our role in the photovoltaics industry. Roger, you seem to be someone who would be able to give me an overall industry perspective. Where do you see the industry in five years? Well, right now, we all are aware of the overcapacity in in the industry and declining uh, incentives to put modules in. However, underlying it continues to be a growing market. So this year's world market will be something on the order of 30 gigawatts, up from something like 26 last year. So that even though module producers and ourselves equipment producers are having difficulties this year, the underlying market continues to grow. In five years, we see that it'll be bigger than it uh, is now for sure. Uh, we anticipate that we'll continue to see market growth and maybe the 15 to 20% per year level as far as the eye can see. So we don't see any difficulty in sustaining photovoltaics as an industry that produces electricity. Roger, more immediately, as we finish up 2012 here and we move into 2013, what do you see as the most important issues facing the U.S. market immediately? Well, the U.S. market for systems grew 120% in the first six months of the year, and it looks like by the end of the year it will be well over 100%. So it's doubled this year. Will it continue next year? Yes, it will continue to grow next year. Will it double next year? We're not so certain of it. The issue continues to be who manufactures the products that go into the field. We would like to see more domestic manufacturing to serve those markets. It is, however, very difficult with low-cost modules coming in from other parts of the world, especially with the overcapacity in China and the modules coming in being at such a low price. So everyone has kind of backed off of module making and certainly have backed off of, of factory growth 
for the next year or so. So we need to sustain that period before the excess capacity is absorbed and we begin to add more and we Spire guys can sell more machines. If you could tell your peers and consumers out there considering installing a solar system anything about the solar industry, what would you tell them? I would tell them that the industry is growing, but more importantly, it's a good deal for them, uh, for their buildings and houses and and utilities with the incentives in place in the U.S. and in uh, not only the uh, national incentives, but states' incentives. It's a good deal. Solar is a good deal, and it should be considered and we would strongly recommend that systems be put in place to serve uh, needs and and reduce long-term electric bills. It's interesting that you bring up the incentives. Do you see those incentives sticking in place in the coming years? Because they're, they're very controversial in some states, and certainly on a national level, there's some worry that they will go away in the coming years. What's your take on that? Well, I think there is some concern in the U.S. of reduced incentives. However, when you see what's going on in other parts of the world, and look at China's adding more incentives, uh, Turkey's adding incentives, South America is beginning to add incentives. The U.S. itself, I believe, will sustain what it has in place, even though we continue to see more and more modules imported for to serve those systems. So it's a question as to whether or not domestic incentives are, are beginning to ask, uh, should we should we have incentives to buy more, uh, products that are coming in internationally? Uh, I think we'll sustain that, uh, our incentive space, in, as we go forward. How do you answer people who say the solar industry can't clearly can't stand on its own without incentives, so we should wipe out those incentives until the solar industry can stand on its own from a financial perspective? It's not that far away, even standing on its own. If you do 20-year cost accounting on solar electric in the southwest, the cents per kilowatt hour produced by utility-sized modules, it's not that far off of, of what's being generated today. We're not that far away. Uh, costs continue to drop, not only for modules but for systems. So we're going to get there eventually without the incentives and how long it will be, I don't know, maybe two years, three years, I think will be pretty close to being um, self-sustaining without incentives. You were talking about the international expansion. Outside of the United States, where do you see the largest potential for growth in the solar industry? Well, there's a lot of uh, discussion currently ongoing in South America, in Brazil, and in Chile. Certainly, there's a great need for solar energy in those countries. On the other hand, China, with its strong manufacturing base and if there's any in the weakening of markets for export due to things like the, the duty that's been imposed upon Chinese modules coming into the U.S., has created a, a whole range of incentives themselves. So I would say South America is a place to look. China's got more incentives every day. However, the market's dominated by domestic manufacturers. There's some activity in the Middle East, Arab countries, Turkey, and so forth, which is encouraging. We'll have to see where that goes. So there's a rumor that there's a big solar conference coming up, uh, SPI in Orlando. Solar Power World will definitely be there. Will Spire Corporation? Yes, Spire Corporation will be in Orlando, and we're looking forward to the show. What are your goals in attending a show like that? 
Our goals are twofold. One is we do sell individual pieces of equipment, and we have developed the next generation solar simulator, which is a machine that measures the output of all the, of a module that's, that's manufactured. And we're the leaders with that instrument. And this next generation we want the industry to know about, and we hope it drives some sales of our solar simulator. Secondly, we believe that you can compete in manufacturing modules in the U.S. under certain circumstances. And I will be speaking in Orlando about the idea of point-of-use manufacturing of super-sized modules in order to reduce costs for utility farms. So I want to get that message out and give people some sense of what could be achieved should they go ahead and make the investment in manufacturing in the U.S. What are you unveiling at the show, if anything? What would you like our listeners to stop by and see, and who should they ask for when they show up at your booth? We want the manufacturers of modules to do is visit our booth and look at this new solar simulator. What we've determined is that the features of it, namely the pulse of the light source, which measures the output of the module, is very important to determine the maximum power that a module can produce. So if you're in the SIGS business or if you're in the high-efficiency silicon business, you need our simulator in order to get the best kind of power-out measurement from your system uh, that is possible. So you need to come by and understand that data. More generally, for people who are interested in being in the solar industry, they can come by and hear more about the story that I will present, local manufacturing, serve solar farms. So should they ask for you? Who should they ask for? We'll have a number of people there. I will be there. You, they can certainly ask for me when it gets into the engineering details of some of our machines. We'll have our VP of sales, Peter DeSessa, there, our solar VP, Steve Hogan, there, and we'll have other people there. So there'll be plenty of support, a number of knowledgeable people who can answer these questions. So, Roger, if people want to find out more about Spire, where is the best place for them to do that? Most certainly you can go to our website, which is SpireCorp, one word, S-P-I-R-E-C-O-R-P.com. We put a lot of energy into that website, and you can find out what it is we offer and what the advantages are. And certainly there are telephone numbers there of people to call should you need further information. That's it for our last podcast in our series of seven SPI preview podcasts that give our listeners a sneak preview about what they can expect to hear about and see at the show. Uh, We've been talking with Roger Little, president and founder of Spire Corporation. Uh, Spire will be exhibiting at booth 801. Thanks, Roger. You're welcome. I'm Frank Andorka, editorial director of Solar Power World magazine. See you next week in Orlando.